Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello. So, didn't expect there to be a ton to talk about, but there's a couple little nuggets I think is going to give us a full podcast here uh, talking about these little defensive moves that have happened of late for the Steelers. So, they they cut Jameer Jones, which I found very strange, to be honest with you. And I thought, you know, that there might be a Bud Dupree move, you know, quickly following. Well, Bud signed with Atlanta, you know, today. So we'll get to that in a minute. But with Jones out of the picture, they signed Tanner Muse today. And they're not the same position. Jameer Jones is an edge. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. Muse is an off-the-ball linebacker. But Jones's real value, as I've told you, is he was one of the five or six core Steeler special teamers, which is exactly what Muse will be. I mean, he'll be Matikavich type dude in terms of just special teams usage. Now, Muse's story is pretty interesting in that it wasn't long ago. I mean, he was on those great Clemson defenses that won national titles. He was a leader on that team, made a lot of plays. He was a third round pick a couple of years ago of the Raiders. And I pulled up his combine numbers. I remember they were quite good. He was 6'2", 227. I mean, he's not a thickly built linebacker. His arms are a little on the short side, but he ran a 4-4-1. I mean, I remember him flying around the field at Clemson, and I kind of liked him as a prospect coming out. His jumps are fine. His other stuff is fine. But what's crazy is the Raiders drafted him with the 100th overall pick, and he never played one snap for them. He... Got injured early, early in his rookie year, foot injury, season-ending surgery, so didn't play for them at all, and then ended up on the COVID list. That was that weird COVID year, and back to injured reserve later, so never played at all for them, and then early, early in the process in the 2021 season, they waived them, so where they're still lingering Issues in terms of the foot or who knows, or I mean, it was a different staff. So did they just decide he's not for us? Does he not fit our scheme anymore? That's kind of odd to never give a third round pick actually at playing time. But the Raiders have done some goofy things, especially at the end of the Gruden era and you know, really the last couple decades. So Seattle picks him up and he doesn't hardly play for them either. I mean, to be very honest, I mean, in Two seasons, two full seasons, he's played 81 defensive snaps for Seattle. And for his whole career, 
He's played 81 defensive snaps. So no one can possibly look at him and think, oh, he's a, you know, he got, got linebacker all figured out now. I mean, he's probably not in the mix for defensive playing time, but his makeup, again, and I'm thinking about what I saw from him at Clemson, screams star special teamer. I mean, you run a low four fours. At that size, you have some length to you. You're well over six feet tall, unlike a Matikiewicz type. Can change directions a little bit, running down on kickoffs, punts, etc. Good tackler, you know. So, that projects well to me. I mean, could he be – some thought he was a big safety too, you know, an in-the-box big safety, which the lines between those things really aren't all that different anymore. But whatever. I mean, is he – Marcus Allen, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, guys around here that have kind of played that role, I guess, you know, I mean, again, um, it, it, you know, Keanu Neal's a better football player than him. Keanu Neal's going to play on the defense. I don't think Muse will. And frankly, I guess there's a shot he doesn't even make the team, but you're getting some core special teamers. It's a direct replacement for Jameer Jones in terms of special team snap counts and responsibilities is the way I'm seeing this. So there you have it. Um, that's the background on him. It's not super exciting, but they are filling some spots. Um, let's come back and talk about the outside linebacker situation though. So as mentioned, Jameer Jones is out of the picture. I always pictured him as a number four edge guy. We know who the starters are, Highsmith and Watt, and thought there's a hole here with the number three edge dude. Well, now there's a hole with the number three and number four edge dude. Quincy Roche's in the mix. Maybe they like Roche noticeably more than Jones. I would understand that. Maybe he's penciled in, not put in pen as the number four outside linebacker. Totally would add up. I'm cool with that. But as I mentioned to start the show, Bud Dupree signed with the Falcons. And Atlanta's just throwing a lot of stuff at the defense. I mean, like they're a rebuilding team, but they gave Calais Campbell pretty big money. Who's not that he's a bad player anymore, but he's older. You know, I mean, he's not, that's a win now type of signing. And that's not who they are. They gave Jesse Bates from the Bengals huge money for a safety. So their defense has been awful of late and they're just, trying a lot of stuff, being aggressive. I'm sure they told Bud, we'll pay you more than the Steelers will. And you'll be saying he's a starter might be a little strong, but you'll be in the starting mix. You'll be, you'll probably, you'll play more snaps here in Atlanta than you will there. So more power to him. I would have said the same thing and sign me up. That'll work. Um, I don't think it's the biggest loss in the world. I mean, like, uh, I'll be able to sleep tonight knowing Bud Dupree is a Falcon. I, I don't think it's that massive of a deal. You can find dudes like him. We've talked about this somewhat, but it is a deep edge class. And it would be nice, you know, after you get Highsmith extended to have a cheap rookie deal, maybe a third round pick, something of that ilk, so that you don't have tons of money tied in with veterans at three of the of your four, you know, roster spots at that position. But there are some names out there still that you'll you'll know about and you you probably have some interest. And the longer this thing goes, the cheaper you'll get them for. So here's some of the 
brand name outside linebacker edge guys that have had a lot of success in this league and would be beneficial to any team. There's four of them that I think are no's for me, though, and that's Jadavian Clowney. He's just a mercenary at this stage of his career and makes a lot of mistakes and is kind of too big a personality to say, hey, you're going to be the three. And he really isn't much of a stand-up guy. He's more of an interior player. He's disruptive. I mean, he's really good against the run. He has great power, but he's not real bendy, real flexible off the edge like they want, you know, dipping that shoulder and getting low. Frank Clark has made a lot of money lately and has had a good career. But he's had a, he came in the league with a lot of off the field baggage. I think that's not a great fit. Needless to say, I think uh, Melvin Ingram is not a good fit, but we'll have that role for somebody. Won't be here. Pretty certain of that. Yannick Ndokwe is also a no for me, but is interesting. I mean, he's a really slender, he's bounced around a lot lately too. He's been on what, three or four teams in three years. It's not because he's a bad player, but he really does nothing against the run. He gets pushed around a lot. Um, I don't think he has enough physicality for what the Steelers want there, even if you only used him on passing downs and he's only an edge. You're not going to kick him inside in any instance. He's a good player, but he really is a one-trick pony as a pass rusher, and that trick just isn't good enough. you know. And I have a feeling that's why he's still out there, You know, is that nobody's excited enough to give you that kind of money just to do that. So the two names I would be most interested in, in the Bud Dupree veteran mold, if we don't go, you know, draft on this one, you could wait till after the draft and see how that plays out and then call these guys up. Leonard Floyd, he's also a little bit leaner. I mean, he's got a real narrow waist, super long arms, former first round pick, Bears, Rams, good player. You know, it'd be a really nice rotational piece. And the thing is, and this goes back to Bud too, you have to have these conversations with these guys saying, hey, we're interested in signing you, but you're not a starter for us. You know, you're a rotational guy. You're going to play 30 snaps a game in the perfect world, but people get hurt and you become a starter guy. So all these players that I'm mentioning would have to accept that. And I think that was probably somewhat of a sticking point for Dupree. The Leonard Floyd to me would be a very welcome addition. Line him up on either side, rush him off the edge. Good on loops and stunts and things like that too. Good enough against the run. You know, not, not his specialty. But the the best name to me, I think, is Justin Houston, who most recently was a Raven. Been around a while. Um, very successful career. And I think he would probably welcome, and I'm speaking for Justin Houston. I didn't exactly call him up and ask him. I would think he would welcome a part-time role, you know, like, hey, I, I don't want to play every snap at my age, but I'll give you quality snaps, you know, maybe get you five to eight sacks a year, could build a package with Watt, Highsmith, and Houston, or any of these guys, to be honest, or even a third-round pick or whatever. But all of a sudden, edge slash outside linebacker is – more of a need than I thought it would be at this point. You know, that I've, I've kind of always brushed it off that he can find someone and, and he can. And it is a very good edge draft. I mean, I think I've told you that several times, but it's a very deep and very good edge draft. So maybe they're prioritizing drafting one of those guys higher than we think. And I don't think it's 17, but what if Miles Murphy's sitting there or Van Ness's name has been thrown around? You know, that these big edges that 
would do that, but also would bump inside. Maybe before long, they're 280 pounds. I mean, so I'm thinking more of a day two guy, and there's a long list of them. You know, you can pull up any draft list, and the first 15 names or so of the edge rushers are all pretty impressive and would be welcome additions. But all of a sudden, though, there's you know a little bit more of a need there than I thought, I guess is the way of looking at it. But there are some answers. Um, that's what I got for today. Um, again, don't get too worked up about the Muse signing. He is a pure special teamer. He was a little, he was more than that at Clemson. Maybe he can do more for you going forward and surprises and makes a lot of plays in the preseason and camp and yeah, revitalizes his career, but that's pretty optimistic by me. So, all right. Thanks so much. We are done for the week over now. Mm-hmm.